the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons! Ride the big noise, Evans here, joined by the good stuff, Nathaniel Lundy. Tis indeed at the Fade 5 Podcast. And oh my goodness, the chalk was awesome last night in the San Francisco 49ers thrashing in this Very chalky. Oh, it's, it's very chalky of the New York Giants. Everything except for Kittle not scoring and a couple other uh, bizarre twists and turns in that game went according to plan. We nailed the team playoffs parlay play of the day. Uh, and I only lost one of my wagers on my always free, always transparent spreadsheet. So uh, with the bankroll build up, it is now time to tear it down with some additional wagers and get all back to the book because that's what uh, we DGENs typically do. And let's head to the junior circuit and hopefully score some college Cash, Lundy, uh, state your top wager case on the junior gridiron uh, full slate of games. And really, a, a very enticing slate of games on a Friday night. A handful of uh, meaningful matchups across the uh, college landscape. So whether it's Friday or whether it's the bulk slate on Saturday, make me some moolah, my friend. What do you like? Uh, well, first of all, let's talk about the uh, Friday night games when we get to bonus time, because I agree with you. This is a very enticing slate of four games in college yep. football tonight, including a couple out here with me in the Mountain West. So uh, definitely some good stuff you can play with this evening. We'll talk about that in bonus time. But let me take you to tomorrow. Uh, and Brad, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take that college cash and I'm going to put it on the plus bus and I'm going to combine the two of them together. Oh, give yeah. Me, give me. The oh-so-close Colorado State Rams straight-up oh. money line on the oh. road uh, as they take on Middle Tennessee. Uh, that is their matchup tomorrow. It is a 7 o'clock Eastern time kick, so it's an evening one for you. Might get you back some of the dollars that you've lost earlier in the day. I know there are folks that have placed the narrative of, oh, you know, the rivalry game, double overtime. They blew it. They had a chance to be able to knockout Dion and Shadur and all of the celebrities on the sideline and they blew it I'm not buying that folks and here's why there is one stat that is sending me to Colorado State on the money line against Middle Tennessee tomorrow if you go back to his time at Nevada Jay Norvell coached teams are 22 12 and 1 against the spread after a loss that is a that is a 64% clip ATS oh. following a loss. He knows how to get his guys right back into the mindset, right back on the horse. And so right now, Colorado State is plus three. If you'd rather take it on the ATS because of Norville's record, go ahead. But I say screw the three points. Give me the Rammies to win it straight up on the road tomorrow night. I'll take that one at plus 130. Oh, I'm getting seduced by the Jews. I'm going to have to tell you on that one. Uh, fantastic reasoning there and a deep pull of the archives by Nathaniel Lundy. And it's hit me like a tractor beam and sucking me in. And so is this wager available at plus money. So I'll hop aboard the plus bus, uh, though I am a you know, front seat passenger. We're not going really deep here because this is even Steven. Uh, put this together uh, at DraftKings and the SGP. Uh, give me the Oregon Ducks. 
minus 13 and a half on the old spread. And I'm going to take the total way up to 79 and a half. That's a mammoth number, and I'm going to slam the under. Uh, I think a giant slice of humble pie is coming for Deion Sanders and the CU Buffs. Of course, the story of the entirety of the sports world right now. Everybody and their great-grandmother uh, is tuned in uh, to Colorado football. Uh, and credit to Dion. Uh, they are a fascinating story, a fun watch. But Oregon is just electric offensively. And you look at Colorado, and uh, a site that I love is college football graphs. And, you know, Oregon breaking things down at a granular level. And uh, college football graphs uh, has got this projected as a 39-17. to 17. That's right. Only 17 points they have projected for Colorado in this game. Uh, you look at the Buffs, uh, number 41 EPA offense so far this season, but just number 75, very mediocre in EPA defense. You're going against a high-powered offensive team. Uh, and the representatives from Eugene, number 15 in EPA offense. Uh, middle of the pack, uh, number 56 in EPA defense. So I don't think uh, Colorado's going to have their way. Shadur Sanders, uh, again, I think is going to be cut down to size in this contest. And, you know, I, they'll score more than 17. Uh, I don't think they're going to be exactly at that projection. But I am building a nice cushion to avoid any kind of pushing at 79 and a half on the total. And again, I think Oregon boat races them. Uh, yes. And you see the spread climb. It opened at 16 or 16 and a half. Any books, it's over 20 everywhere right now. And Oregon may cover the standard line. But again, I'll take it down. Oregon minus 13 and a half. And I'll take the under 79 and a half plus 100 at DK. London, your thoughts on this one since Boulder's in your backyard. Oh, no, I, I like this one a lot. There's a couple of, um, and, and they're weird formulas, but if you start to factor in, they do this for all sports, but there's there's what's essentially referred to as luck rating, right? Yeah. So things that have happened for you in the positive that maybe you didn't have anything to do with, per se, Colorado is number one in college football for luck rating through the first three games. So I, I'm not saying that the, the Dion effect isn't real because we're experiencing it here. Um, but I absolutely love this. And folks, as an Oregon State grad, I can tell you it's not impossible, but Autzen Stadium is one of the toughest places to go win if you yeah. are a visiting college football team. Not only do the students and everybody get into it, not only is Oregon a good team, but the stadium itself is designed to be loud. So you look at all of that, you look at the bowl factor, it just gets that way. Brad, I want to share this real quick. I put this out on Twitter this morning. According to our friends at BetMGM, there are more bets on the Colorado money line than there are on any other college football game this weekend. There are six ranked matchups in college football this weekend and 55 percent of the tickets are on the buffs and the ducks and finally colorado's got more bets on it than any remaining nfl game this weekend the dion effect is real but i am with you i think this is the one that the ducks handle but you want to know what's going to be great next weekend big noon kickoff is right back in Boulder for CU and USC. Uh, frankly, the weed's just too good in Boulder. Screw the boss. That's why the guys keep coming back. 
to have their broadcast with those bets on the board. And before the gummy kicks in, let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Numero Seco here on the countdown. Yes, I'm betting on a bear. I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, but I was astonished. I was taken aback when I saw this line open. Give me the over on Roshan Johnson. Uh, combined rushing and receiving yards against Kansas City, and that number is sitting at 40 and a half. Minus 110 at MGM. Now, uh, to be honest, uh, I grabbed this when it opened at 34 and a half. I woke up this morning, rolled out of bed, and already, you know, boomed six yards and sitting at four and a half. And I still think he hits the over because the Bears have got to get something going, especially on the ground. If they're remotely going to be competitive in this game with all the drama around the, the uh, defensive coordinator exiting stage left and a lot of the rumors uh, circling about on the Internet. Uh, we don't really know what the true story there is in regards to Allen Williams, but we know that he is out as a D.C. and the Bears are Double-digit underdogs, and understandably and deservedly so. They are rubbish. They are rancid. They are putrid. And they're going to get absolutely smashed in this game. But Roshan, I think, is going to get a uh, ball the belly early on to you know, give them at least a fighting chance over the first couple of quarters of action. So we may get 20 to 30 rush yards. And then as the second half unfolds, I think his role as a pass catcher is going to ratchet up, running a sizable amount of routes per game. Uh, the Bears really want to get him more involved in this offense. They have said it. I think Justin Fields is going to revert to the version that we saw last season, just uh, not giving a shit and tucking and running when he wants to or dumping it off to his running backs, whether it's Johnson or Herbert. And we also know that Kansas City, stretching back to last year, one of the biggest defensive vulnerabilities of this unit is defending the short field to pass-catching running backs. So pull it all together. Give me the over on the big-bodied rookie out of UT Roshan Johnson on 40.5 rushing plus receiving yards, minus 110 at Bet MGM Lundy. Fader follow. What's uh? What's your current BAC? Oh, it's high. I drank a uh, half a bottle of Casa Noble. Oh, so good, so tasty. As I was watching uh, the Thursday night game last night and watching my Chicago Cubs squander their chances of the final wild card spot in the National League, uh, so I had to, you know, ease the pain somehow. I was with Andy Barons, and drinking happens when I'm around, uh, Mister Barons. All right. I just I wanted to check because the fact that you led off the fade five with a bear um, yeah. was why. Yeah. I mean, I guess to a certain extent, I could give you credit because you were smart enough to place it at number five and not at number one. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, Brad, I, I we're not into the bye weeks yet. You know that, oh. right? You don't yeah, have to start digging. You don't have to dig into the crapper to try to find. All right. I, I, I'm with you. I, I would bet on this one. Regard, take away some of the analytics and talking about Kansas City being susceptible in terms of the little dump offs and things like that. This is one that you just kind of have to sit back as a football fan and go, all right, at some point, the Bears have got to figure it out, right? And chances are we'll be wrong about it. But that's the reason I will follow on this one is because I think if they do figure it out, it's probably going to be something random like Johnson. Bear down, Chicago Bears. God, they suck. Number four. 
All right, New York Quattro, the Fade 5 countdown today. Let's go with another number two or second fiddle running back who I think is going to make some noise and wail on that whammy bar. And it's in the Sunday Night Football Affair of the Prime Time Lights uh, as we got Pittsburgh uh, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders uh, there in Sin City. Give me Dylan Warren. Over 47 and a half, an insane exact number or category uh, that I tied with Rashawn Johnson. It's rushing and receiving yards uh, against those uh, pushover silver and black uh, representatives. Minus 120 there, available at BetMGM. Jalen Warren has so much more juice compared to Najee Harris. All I got to do is uh, use the old eyes. And, you know, even if they're blurry, you put the spectacles on. And it's clear as day, he's the better running back right now on a per-touch basis than Harris is. Uh, seeing a sizable workload, uh, 47.7% to be exact, of the opportunity share here in the early season through two games. Uh, he's got 18 total touches and ran 31 combined routes uh, in those two games. So whether it's on the ground or as a receiver, get the job done. Number two with yards graded per touch among all running backs in the league, though he's just got a very mediocre 2.67 yak per attempt so far this year, but still averaging 5.8 yards per touch. And we know this Las Vegas defense uh, can be skewered with relative ease. Uh, they've given up a buck 77 total yards per game of the running back position and 5.15 yards per touch to RBs as well. So tally it all up. Give me the over on Jalen Warren, 47.5, rushing plus receiving yards against Vegas, minus 120 at BetMGM. Lundy. To follow. Well, you gave all the numbers for Vegas this year, but I'll remind everybody that last year Vegas ranked in the top five in terms of uh, basically yards uh, allowed out of the backfield yep. to a uh, to an RB. So it, this isn't something that is I, we've only got two weeks in this season. But I guess what I'm trying to say is this is not a small sample size because this is just a continuation of what the Raiders were allowing offenses to do against them in 2022. So they still have not figured out how to be able to slow that down. Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin should be smart enough to know that and take advantage of it. I love the idea of the combo yardage of Russian receiving as opposed to trying to break these two down individually because I think Pittsburgh can frankly take advantage of Vegas in both categories. So pop this two together. Yes, it's obviously a bigger number because you're doing a combo in terms of total yards, but this to me is a great play with as susceptible as Vegas is. Oh, Jalen Warren, make me a stack of Washingtons on Sunday night. Number three. All right, New World Trays, all the feed, five countdown uh, as we enter NFL week, numero Trace. So I'm going to go with Tyreek the Freak, baby. Mr. Hill is going to score a touchdown. It could be multitude of touchdowns, uh, to be honest with you, against the Denver Broncos, uh, Lundy squad. Uh, lower juice there on the minus sides. Usually these are a plus money, but I will invest at minus 105 at DraftKings. And don't be surprised if this inclines like minus 125, minus 130 by kickoff. But uh, I think Tyreek Hill is going to celebrate, uh, maybe do some pelvic gyrations 
uh, in the end zone uh, as he splashes six. Against the secondary, you know, outside of Patrick Sertan, that is susceptible. Now, Tyreek this season, already three touchdowns through the first two weeks. Number one in the league in total air yards. Number one in the league as well in total red zone targets. He's got four to be exact. And number one in the league in yards per route run at an astronomical 6.14. Uh, Denver has allowed three touchdowns of wide receiver position already this year. And if he gets any piece of DeMar Mathis in coverage, he is going to go ham. He is going to go off. Mathis in this Denver secondary has allowed an 88.2 catch percentage, three total touchdowns, and a 149.9 passer rating. Uh, that's bad. Really bad. So Tyreek, get your freak on, my man. Anytime touchdown against the My Little Ponies of the Mile High City. Minus 105 available at DraftKings. Lundy, I already know the answer, but fade or follow. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Um, I, so I'm going to give you a different way to be able to play this one that's going to give you a bigger payday. But I am oh, going to say okay. I am going to tell you this. If if Waddle doesn't play and Waddle's in concussion protocol right now, yep. that will bring Pat Sertan likely over to Hill. And that's the so you're right about you, you, you're absolutely right talking about Mathis. OK, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I've seen it with my own eyes at uh, with the Broncos here uh, over the course of the first couple of games, because um, you guys know I've got season tickets. I'm there. I see it. OK, so we're talking about the eye test here and Tyreek going all the way back to when he was with the Chiefs loved to burn the Broncos on a consistent basis. So I do like this bet, but I will say I'm very curious to see what's going on with Waddle. The flip side is if Waddle doesn't play, changes the assignments, moves Pat Sertan over and all of that, the other guy that is questionable right now for the Broncos is free safety Justin Simmons, who mm. is absolutely the heartbeat of that offense. Justin is the man, okay? And right now he's dealing with a groin injury, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, and it's the same thing that was bugging him some during camp, and he basically just kind of went through it. And it sounds like coming out of the contest against Washington this past weekend, he was a little more sore than expected. So he's technically questionable right now. I think Simmons is going to go, but we'll wait to see what the coaching staff decides, obviously. I told you I had a slightly different way to be able to play this. Um, I did this over at Caesars. You can do it just about anywhere. Brad, if you take Tyreek for a touchdown and Miami on the money line, plus 155. Oh! 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 oh I am aroused! I got a semi based on that instantaneously. Who needs blue chew? I love it. I'm in Tyreek anytime touchdown or that very sexy SGP that Lundy just shared. Oh, let's do it. Number two. I uh, numero dos. I got to calm down. Uh, blood is stirring. Uh, no doubt about it. After Lundy just shared that very juicy alternative uh, on the Tyreek Hill prop. But uh, what better way? Uh, to calm down than betting on a Cleveland Brown uh, in light of the post-Nick Chubb uh, disappearance, unfortunately, and that gruesome uh, you know leg injury that he suffered under uh, the primetime lights on Monday night. So as a result, I think Amari Cooper is not going to be the pooper cooper. He is going to be outstanding and sweet-smelling. So on an SGP, give me Amari Cooper five-plus receptions, and Amari Cooper then 50-plus yards against the Tennessee Titans, plus 118 if you build that at 
DraftKings. Here's why I like uh, uh, Cooper quite a bit. It's all about maximizing the matchup. Uh, it's going to see Murphy bunting a ton in coverage. And Murphy bunting so far this season for the Titans has allowed a 9.4 passer rating, 66.7 catch percentage, and 12.5 yards per reception. We know the vulnerability of Tennessee defensively is certainly not a front. They got a lot of hungry, hungry hippos who are consuming marbles, and those marbles being running backs. But on the back end, uh, they are getting punished by the opposition, uh, evidenced by the 8.24 pass yards per attempt allowed. Uh, they've had uh, at least five wide receivers already over 60 yards against them. And you look at Amari Cooper. He had a tender love muscle. Uh, in his uh, performance on Monday night, and he still balled out uh, going for 7 for 90 in that game. He's seen a 24.6 team target percentage share so far this season, number 19 average at the target. He's been over easily uh, the 50 yards needed going 77 and 90 in back-to-back games. It's the catches that will be key. Can he haul in a handful? I say he gets at least five again because Deshaun Watson's going to have to show up if the Browns are going to win with Chubb now out of the picture, though I do like Jerome Ford, just not this week. So putting it all together on this SGP, Lundy, are you going to come with me? Amari Cooper, five or more receptions. Amari Cooper, 50-plus receiving yards against the Titans, plus 118 at DraftKings. Good, sir. Better follow. Uh, I'll follow because I had a buddy of mine text me last night right before the kickoff of the Thursday night game. Uh, and he was trying to decide between George Kittle and Amari Cooper. And I said, what are your other choices? Because I like them both. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was trying to figure out like what, like, have you got somebody in there that's just completely automatic? And that's why you're trying to figure out between those two. Be- and, and at that point, uh, I don't know. He must have been drinking because he didn't reply back to me till after kickoff <laughs> uh, and, and said, oh, I went with Kittle. Well, you know, good for you. But I also do believe that that uh, the Pooper Cooper is going to have himself a decent game. I don't think it's going to be an explosive game. Um, but if you're somebody from, a, for example, from a fantasy perspective, if you start three wide receivers, you could do worse than having Cooper amongst that trio. I like this one gets you into plus odds. Uh, no pooper, but potpourri bet on Amari Cooper. Number one. All right, numero uno on the countdown. Yes, I am not uh, against betting on unders. Give me the under on James Conner. 75.5 rushing plus receiving yards against the Dallas Cowboys. Real lick in the wounds. A devastating injury to Trevon Diggs uh, in that secondary, but still oodles of talent remain defensively uh, for the boys uh, from Big D. And I think they're going to be flying all over the field. I think they're going to control the game from start to finish against Arizona, even though that they're on the road and James Conner is going to get bottled up uh, because him and Zach Ertz are really the only thing going offensively, it seems like, although Joshua Dobbs had a whale of game uh, last week against the Giants. Still, I think, um, you know, he is going to be humbled in this affair. And uh, Conner, uh, will as a result to boot. Uh, he's seen a massive opportunity share, 81.1%. Without question, he is the workhorse RB1 within this mediocre offense. Uh, appreciable 3.08 yards after contact per attempt. And he's forced to miss tackle 29.7% of the time through the first two weeks. Again, just terrific production there. Uh, also averaging 12.5 routes run per game. But Dallas, this is what they've surrendered. 
56 total yards per game to the running back position. 56. That's it. Uh, surrendering as well, 3.56 yards per carry. Now, garbage time counts all the same. Uh, that could be a concern here, as I expect Dallas to you know go out there, get a sizable lead. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not going to be like uh, the Johnny Arizona is going to like race out uh, to a 21 nil start and then somehow squander it. I think uh, Dallas will be in command from start to finish. So I do worry about Connor maybe cleaning up uh, against some weekend defenses. They're in garbage time, but still give me the under. Very confident that this one had 75.5 rushing plus receiving yards against Big D, minus 115 at Bet MGM. Lundy, fair to follow. Yeah, the D is legit. Uh, uh, that's what she said. Um, just <laughs> roll roll with the defense right now that the Cowboys are playing with um, and, and take advantage of the fact that they're going up against a really weak team here. You just put those things together, and this should be a field day uh, for Dallas. They should be able to hold Connor down. Some good unders over on the Arizona side of things uh, on Sunday afternoon for sure. Thank goodness they did not uh, you know, get stars in their eyes literally and schedule this one as the Sunday night game because, good God, this would have been a snoozer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would have passed out. I wouldn't need another full bottle of uh, Casanoble on Yeho just to get through even one singular half of that kind of affair. But Lundy, no tequila needed. We're going to give it the stiff arm. It's bonus time. Friday night college football action. Full slate on Saturday. NFL week three. What is tickling your fancy? Maybe even some Major League Baseball matchups. Give it to me, Lundy. Give me that. D, dare I say? Uh, whoa, uh, settle down, Beavis. Um, <laughs> all right, a uh, handful of things. First of all, we'll go in order of time. Uh, the Rockies and the Cubs are playing this afternoon at Wrigley. It is a 2.20 first pitch Eastern time. Uh, for those of you that consume the pod early, I'm going to give you a same-game parlay, and then I'm going to give you an SGP that if you decide uh, it's Friday and you're already drinking in the office, you might want to jump in on this one. Give me the Cubs on the money line. Give me the Cubs to score at least four runs. And give me Cody Bellinger to have a oh, hit. That's oh, all yes. I need. That's all I need is those three legs. Cubs money line, Cubs to score four or more, Bellinger for a hit. If you put that together, no bonus, no nothing over at DK. It is a plus 115. However... I want to throw one extra leg at you in case, speaking of the D, I'm going to give you one more leg. Uh, and if you decide you want to play this one, you could have some fun. And that is if you go and look at the uh, batting history of the Colorado Rockies, the guy that's been able to get to uh, tie on uh, is, is Ryan McMahon. He's got a 667 lifetime average against him. He's four for six. Uh, no home runs, nothing like that, but he is four for six against him lifetime. If you want to get crazy with the cheese whiz and add Ryan McMahon to that same game parlay for a hit, so Bellinger and McMahon, it pops it up to a plus 275. Ooh. So it just depends on how greedy you want to get. Maybe you do the shortened version for a full unit bet, add Ryan McMahon, and maybe you sprinkle something on that little extra bonus. But there's some afternoon baseball. It's the only afternoon game taking place today. Everything else is in the evening, but I'll stay with baseball really quickly. Mookie 
bets tonight uh, uh, going up against uh, San Francisco and Sean Manaya. Let me give you the quick numbers. And by the way, we're taking his total bases. It's minus 105, and I will hammer the living shit out of that one this evening. Why? Because boots, uh, bets, boots, bets against uh, Manaya in his career has a 385 average with two doubles, two triples, and three home runs wow. against him. So he's not only hitting him, he's smoking him over the course of his career. So I'll play the over on the total bases there. By the way, it's not posted yet at FanDuel, uh, but I'm not so sure that I'm not going to sprinkle something on him to have three or more total bases because you'll be able to get that one at plus odds. Tonight, from a college football standpoint, Brad, am I crazy that I like all the road teams tonight? No, I like not the, all. I like Wisconsin. I like yep. NC State on the road against Virginia. And Air Force? I like I like Air Force on the road against San Jose State. And frankly, I, I kind of like Boise State. I don't really like the yeah. spread, but I like the Broncos to be able to get it done. Call me crazy, Brad. But all four of those road teams money lined together are a plus 279. Yeah, totally agree. I love it. Plus 279. So I really, really like that one. A uh, couple for you on Sunday. Uh, give me a two-legger on interceptions. Give me Zach Wilson to throw one against New England because that's all he's ever done in his flipping career is throw picks against Bill Belichick's defense. And then give me Joshua Dobbs to also have an interception in the game against Dallas. Remember, Dallas led the league last year in interceptions and through the first two weeks, they already lead the league again with five if if Dobbs throws a pick and Wilson throws a pick, plus 153 at DraftKings. That is sexy as hell, folks. And last one for you, uh, minus 120, the best odds I found at Caesars because they're giving you an extra uh, point in this total. Give me the Houston Texans team total under 17 and a half. Why is that valuable? Because everywhere else, it's 16 and a half. So I will play the opportunity of the two touchdowns and a field goal just in case. And I like that at Caesars at a minus 120. Again, the Texans uh, taking on Jacksonville. Look for the Jags to hold them under 17 and a half. I yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. All right. Uh, I got to go rapid fire style. Let's go with the team. Wavos parlay play of the day. Got to just fade the Bears. God, they're just lousy. Give me Kansas City minus six and a half. Give me Kansas City to score at least 24 points. They've had to do that this season, but uh, they're going to get right in this match where the Bears are god-awful defensively. Number 28 EPA defense in total. Give me Travis Kelsey, of course, anytime touchdown. Uh, he's got an end zone spike for all the Swifties out there. Oh, it might be a thing! It might be a thing! Uh, Patrick Mahomes, two-plus passing touchdowns. He may throw at least three to 5,000 uh, roughly in this game. And they give me Roshan Johnson because you got to throw a bear in there uh, to add a little bit of balance and really build up the juice. I just need Five receiving yards. Uh, Bears going to be playing from behind, and I discussed it earlier on. You can exploit Kansas City in the short field with dump ball passes to the running back. So, again, KC minus six and a half. KC 24 plus points. Travis Kelsey, Mr. Taylor Swift, potentially anytime touchdown. Patrick Mahomes, two plus passing touchdowns. And Roshan Johnson, five or more receiving yards. Plus 200 gets seduced by that juice uh, built at BetMGM. Elsewhere about his time on uh, Monday. Uh, I got a baseball bet for you. On this two-legger, if you use the 50% profit boost at DraftKings, the juice on this, oh, oh, squeeze it, baby. Plus 
302. Here oh, it is. Oh. Here it is. Jake Rogers to get a hit uh, against the Oakland Athletics and um, Ken Waldachuk. Now, he's 0 for 2 lifetime against Waldachuk, but a guy that usually tees off against LHPs. He's got a very handsome 862 OPS against South Paul's this season. And uh, batters hyphen box. I'm here at Stadium. The guys who run that site love Jake Rogers, and he is number seven on that site's ratings tonight based on the matchup. I think he gets, I just need a hit, a single, double, triple home run, doesn't really matter. And I'm going to pair that with uh, Cole Reagan's over 15 and a half outs in a road matchup against the Houston Astros. You might say, well, he, he sucks. He's a Kansas City Royal. Well, he just faced Houston uh, on 9-16 and went six innings. I need him to go five and a third to cash a winner here, which he has done at eight of his last nine starts. He's got a 2.05 ERA in his last five starts, although Houston number six in total run scored here in the month of September. So again, Rogers hit Cole Reagan's over 15 and a half outs plus 302 with that profit boost at DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, uh, baseball out of the way. Let's go back to the college gridiron. Lundy, plug your ears, earmuffs. Uh, I like Wazoo on the money line this weekend against your Oregon State Beavers. So do I. Uh, uh, that, oh, interesting. That game being played in Pullman. Uh, it's, because in the, it's, it's because it's in Pullman is why I'm worried about Oregon State holding court. Yeah, and the other issue with Oregon State, they're very good defensively across the board. EPA uh, defense number 21 in the country. But if you break it down, they're outstanding against the run and suspect against the pass. Pass success rate, they're number 124 in the nation. Cam Ward is a baller at quarterback for Wazoo, and they're the fourth best success rate offensively via the pass. That will be a difference, and Wazoo defensively pretty good as well. Number 29, EPA defense. I think they win. Uh, Luddy agrees with me, and he's a giant Oregon State fan. So give me Washington State on the money line at plus odds uh, at all the various sports books that are out there. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the NFL, and I got three quickies for you. Uh, on the SGP, uh, Ravens and Colts, give me Gus Edwards anytime touchdown, and I'm going to slap that together with the Ravens simply to win on the money line, plus 118 at DraftKings if you put those two together. I know Andy's only given up uh, 2.87 yards for carry and 67.5 uh, rush yards per game of the running back position, but if they're knocking the door, Baltimore is going to give Gus the bus, the ball, to roll into the end zone, much like he did last week, uh, when you went 10 for 62 at a TD. So I think he finds the end zone and the Ravens win again to get that a plus 118. Uh, Nico Collins, give me the over on receiving yards. I grabbed it when it opened at 52 and a half. It's up to 54 and a half. In his matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars, him and CJ Strada made beautiful music on the field uh, already this season. 26.7% of the team's target share is seen, 13.5 in terms of A dot, number five in total air yards, uh, three plus yards per route run mark, which is outstanding. He's gone 80 yards and 146. First couple of games, going to get a lot of Darius Williams in coverage, who's given up a 102.8 pass rating, 72.7 catch percentage, and three wide. Wide receivers have gone over what is needed here on you know 54 and a half receiving yards uh against the Jags so far this season. Nico Collins will continue to shine. Uh that's why I like him. I think he's gonna get at least 60 receiving yards. So I play this up to 59 and a half. And then last and uh maybe uh least, uh I like Josh Reynolds uh and the longest 
catch market. Give me the over on 19 and a half yards on that longest catch against the ATL. I know what you're thinking. The Falcons, hey, Brad, they've allowed less than five pass yards per attempt this year. But they haven't been really challenged. And I know A.J. Terrell is awfully good. Only a lot of 46.2 catch percentage and 7.3 yards per catch to his assignments. Uh, but Reynolds, handsome dot. Handsome yards per route run. That's top 20 in the NFL. He's already gone over this four times this season. Uh, he has become really the long bomb specialist in this offense. I'm on St. Brown, doing a lot of the dirty work underneath. And then going deep, it's golf to Reynolds. It continues. He will catch at least one 20-yard reception, I believe, on Sunday. I am out of breath. Uh, we are out of time on the Fade 5 podcast. Uh, please rate and review us at your leisure uh, give us uh, some thumbs up as well if you're consuming this broadcast on the YouTube. Also, fade or follow us on the X or the Twitter. Uh, Lundy at the Lundy Office free spreadsheet picks there. I do the same damn thing at Noisy Huevos. For the outstanding Nathaniel Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. <laughs>